The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome to a brand new episode of History Creeps. I am one of your hosts, the beloved, well, self-beloved, every night, wink, wink, Johnny Townsend, and I'm joined by uh, Carter Johnson. Howdy. Yeah, you gotta say so. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the little axe murderer here. Yeah, and, and, and oh, and speaking of axe murderers, uh, Christopher Chavez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? What's oh man? Are we gonna bring that back? What's up? Right? What's up? <laughs> Is that back again? It should come back again, dude. You you know how retro stuff always makes a comeback. I want the was to come back again. Yeah, my nanny just told me that uh, bell bottoms are making a comeback. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. I was like, no, 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 no. hold up. They already made a comeback in the nineties. This like, is round two, does bro. Stuff, does stuff get to come back around like? <laughs> In, like, it's just coming this? around again. Why, how come? How, how come? Like stuff like the the bicycles with a giant front wheel don't come back around. Like, why is that not something that yeah, comes back around? Because the again? bicycles with the giant front wheel look stupid. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> well, don't do. I don't. don't I don't, don't want to feel like I'm riding a tricycle like when I'm 30. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. Does that mean Jenkos are going to be coming back? Yeah, dude. You know what? No, 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 no. You know what? I said this. I said this earlier, and I'm gonna say it again. I know tons of people that are like, "Oh, I, I would wear them again." That, you know, they were so they were great. Oh, they were great. It's like you guys. I never owned a pair because, like, my mom was like, "You look like a fucking idiot." <laughs> and so, like, she would it was never. Just like, these, I wore. It was just I wore basically, tab jeans, dude. Like, dude, it was just basically two teepees hanging from your waist, straight you, to you the could, ground. You could, like, you could I, smuggle like a half gallon of liquor in those pants, like multiple half gallons of liquor, like taped to your to your legs into a concert with that. I don't want to brag about how much, especially in high school, of a fashion icon that I was, <laughs> but I would just constantly wear sweatpants, and I would do that because I really wanted everybody to know, like, how aroused that was. <laughs> as i walked around the, the halls of high school <laughs> you know what? Alert, no one could tell <laughs> when oh, i was God. when i was a senior i kind of started doing that too dude i was Honestly, literally like wearing pajama pants i was like yeah. i don't i don't give a shit anymore <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also i just bought uh i just bought stock and jinkos so they better come back <laughs> <laughs> We'll get them to sponsor the show. Yeah. I went all in. <laughs> nice. All in on Jinkos. Awesome. Black with all the buckles. Oh, man. That's the oh, way to be. Oh, God. Remember the buckles, dude? Just yes, like, dude. Buckles for I'd no reason. Wonder, like, how do you not get just a buckle on stuff with that? You know? like, it was just a buckle hanging off your knee. There was no reason for a buckle to be there, but it was on your knee. What the, what, what the fuck ever? It was man. like, it was yeah, like that... the second coming of, of uh, you know, of comic book. Uh, characters costumes when they all had pouches yes. everywhere yes. oh yeah <laughs> yeah exactly. pouches that they never used by the way exactly. only batman ever I, this is a sorry going on a rant here but only batman ever used his belt everybody else had buckles everywhere i never once saw cyclops dig into his belt for anything even a key never did it <laughs> <laughs> nope he's like guys i lost the car keys nobody ever said check your pouches and buckles no well not, not a soul. Yeah, just I like, mean, did you retrace your steps? <laughs> well, that's, but that's because Batman doesn't have superpowers, right? Mm. All he has is his utility belt. His so, brain, his brain is his superpower. Just no, like his mine. money is his superpower. <laughs> just yeah, like mine. True, true. That's right. So, guys, guys, we're back Ladies, another week note. of another history week. creeps, and we got a nice current creep for this week. A very we do, is, we do. But before we get into that, I wanted to bring this up real quick. Oh, do it. Uh, Spotify does this really cool thing where it, I think it's Spotify, right? I think yeah, it's Spotify. Where it tells you some stats and stuff. It gives you some little things like, what did you listen to the most? And then it'll actually give podcasters some stats about their own podcast. 
Uh, we have some awesome reports for this show, and we want to thank all of you amazing creepers out there who listen to us uh, talk about creepy things. We very much appreciate it. We had a really great year. Dude, we can't thank you all enough. 2020, we grew 999%. Like, how is that a percentage? Isn't 100 just it? Like, that's it? That's how? We must have heard the Who's Dead and Whoville singing because <laughs> we grew two sizes this day. We you sure know? did. <laughs> we sure did, man. Uh, but yeah, I, I want to, I want to, um, I, I want to, you know, basically say the same thing you did dude just thank all the listeners for the support and and stuff man it's it's really awesome i always think to myself you know we've been doing this for a long time and who else is going to want to listen to us and then i'm surprised when i see our numbers continue to drop every month no matter what we just keep getting more and more listeners uh more feedback people telling us how much they enjoy the show and and, and what it means to them so you know it really means a lot to me personally uh in that regard so i think it's awesome definitely and i could speak for carter because he told me this personally uh that to all our listeners out there he says uh he hates you all uh, you all I don't suck. give a fuck if you listen yeah. or not. He does not care what iota. Uh, <laughs> if you bother him, he'll smack the cutest baby he can possibly find. Uh, he told me all these things in, in private. So. I got to tell you though, it is awesome, dude. Because um, so getting that kind of news and then getting feedback from from creepers and listeners, man. Uh, the other piece of it was that I am currently going through our backlog of episodes. I decided I'm going to catalog everything, put it on a spreadsheet and make it available at some point once it's all caught up. So if anybody, you know, new listens, they can go through that. And instead of scrolling, you know, through your, your app, you could just quick search and see if there's something we covered. They can go back and listen to the episode. Um, but dude, it is really cool listening to our early stuff. Like I just, cause this stuff's from like four years ago, almost five years ago. And the, some of the stuff was just like, it's, I remember thinking to myself, like our early days were rougher because we were just starting it and it's, it felt rough, but going back and listening, man, it's a lot of fun. We have a lot of really good <laughs> stuff back there, dude. We really do. Like, uh, you were just talking about smacking babies. Well, <laughs> I was listening just the other day the, the day that, that Carter was just like, so guys, guess what? We're going to have a baby girl. And we were just like, Oh, Holy cow. This is awesome. You know what I mean? And just like kind of reliving that was such a cool experience. So, uh, and now dude, I can't be in, and now I'm like the proudest godfather ever of Carter's child. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, by the way, Carter, I'm the godfather. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> in case you were no, I did, yeah, I didn't know that. So that's good information to have. But it is, don't, it's, it, don't tell your wife because I'm telling everybody she okayed it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it is, it's, it's a pretty cool experience to go back and listen to it. And, and to be honest, like we get these new listeners and it's like, now I see what it is they're going back and experiencing when they go back there. So I'm very proud of it. And I think we've done an awesome job and there's a whole lot more to come, but man, have we covered a lot of stuff. I was like, yeah. how have we not duplicated? <laughs> this stuff is like, we covered some big bangers back in the day. Yeah, I'm really glad you're doing this for that reason, because we've gotten to the point now where we do have to ask ourselves, have we covered this before already? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like just a, recently today, help. Johnny, you and I were talking because uh, HBO Max has that new documentary, Heaven's Gate. And yes. I was like, wait, did, did uh, we cover that? Did we even cover that? And it's, we didn't. Oh, side note, it's four episodes and worth your time. It is so good. I've already seen the whole thing. Uh, I loved it. It's Dude. really good. It tells a great story. And it's not... And I love the way that they kind of do it. It's like a study into not just the, the two main people of it, but of like everyone who was in it and those who survived, who are still around, uh, some who may or may not still believe in it. Yeah, dude, uh, I mean, was, it's, it's fascinating. Um, for me, Heaven's Gate was always a small piece of my memory in, in growing up because it was just this thing that happened. I didn't yeah. realize it went back that far. I didn't I feel realize like it's one of the first big stories that really blew me away. I feel like it was. It's, it had to be because I still remember when I was younger, like this whole story about these people who took their lives and they were all yeah. like wearing the same stuff, the same yeah. Nike shoes and all this yeah. kind of thing. But I didn't realize that they had been doing this like they had been living this life for over 20 something years. Yeah. Like I had not. So watching this, I was like, whoa, there's a whole lot more to this than even I knew. So we definitely have to cover this in the future. Carter, what was uh, <laughs> what was your response there when you heard Heaven's Gate? No, my response was because I don't have fucking HBO Max. <laughs> oh. And now, no, and now, and now I have to get it. Because well, my wife, yeah, she's gonna slap there. me if she doesn't get to watch Wonder Woman when it comes out. Like Christmas that's Day, the dude. One, dude. 
mine was Ghostbusters for this year. Hers was Wonder Woman. Like, that's the one she wanted to see. And now they're going to put Dune on there. They're going to put uh, Godzilla versus Kong. There's like That's the one I'm movies. excited for. <laughs> exactly. I'm excited yeah. for that one, too. So we're, we've got no choice. We're, we'll talk, we'll talk we're offline, Carter. We'll make sure you get it. Don't worry. We got a, we got a right. History Creeps account version, so you're you good have, to go. You may have a perk. Yeah. You're in. There, there we go. Okay. Right. Um, but – Guys, let's get on with it. Uh, we do have a current creep, do we not, Chris? Yeah. So <clears throat> I think I saw this um, maybe a couple of weeks ago. There was uh, a headline in which out in Utah, there was sheep farmers or something. Somebody was flying in a plane, right, and counting some sort of crops or sheep or something. They were doing something from the plane where they were, you know, surveying the land. The plane, the plane. <laughs> they noticed a weird object from the sky. So they decided, let's get down there and see what that is. And when they got there, it was literally the opening scenes to 2001, a space odyssey. It was a monolith. Yes, exactly. Is that what his theme boom, used to be, dude? Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. that's Ric Flair's theme, man. Okay, well, then Ric Flair's pretty boss then. Yeah, heck yeah, dude. He's the man. That's some boss music right there. But it was this giant metallic monolith. No one knew how it got there. There was no footsteps, nothing, no prints around it. It was just there. Um, and it was there for uh, maybe a week. And then apparently some people went out there and dismantled it and, and took it apart in the, in the, under the cover of night. Um, well, sort of. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, well, I guess it was in the evenings. They, they came out there while a it was around was out there. The only reason we know this is because the uh, there was a photographer who happened mm-hmm. to be out there when these people showed up to do this. Uh, so it was like around like eight eight thirty in the uh, in the evening, from what I remember reading. And this is these four men. Uh, they these they did not know who they were. Uh, kind of showed up and took it apart and left. <laughs> well, they uh, they said something. They looked at the photographer and they said, "Leave no trace behind." And then they took off. Now that's not. I was gonna initially that say like some men in black shit right there. Man. See, I was gonna initially say that, but I'm gonna tell you something. I know something about the culture of people who hike, uh, do wildlife photography, do any kind of stuff like that out in the the actual natural west, like that that area. Um, it's a very big deal that if you want to go trampsing and and hiking through parts that are not part of national, you know, reservations, forests, uh, any kind of parks systems that the whole idea is is when you go out into the natural world the nature part of it leave no trace behind don't leave your trash behind and that's what these guys were basically saying they were basically saying you know if somebody's going to come and do this thinking they're funny we're going to take it away leave no no trace behind that we don't want it out here because we've because since then some people have taken responsibility for this thing oh have they Uh, i didn't see i didn't get this update uh i um, because this was, showed up in two other places. It showed up in yeah. California. Yeah, they, they're only taking, per my understanding, this could have changed as of today. But they, uh, this person, I'm blanking on his name, but you can look it up, uh, was, he was known for doing stunts and such. Uh, but he's also like an avid outdoorsman type guy. And once this thing got huge, I mean, this thing was trending, right? Uh, and people were coming out there to find it because it's literally in the middle of nowhere. You, know, yeah. you, have, to, you have to know it's there to get there. And uh, so they were like, well, this is kind of getting too big. We need to get rid of this uh, just to kind of preserve the land. But then if, it's, if it is indeed this guy who's taking responsibility, he's also gotten in trouble for doing things that could endanger wildlife. So, uh, yeah, see, I don't know. I don't thing. know if that's the case. It might be that he's just getting his name out there because the day, the exact yeah. day that that thing was taken down in Utah, there was one that showed up in Romania across right. the globe like yeah like who 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 coordinates this kind of thing like i did nobody did because dracula <laughs> nobody it's... did man because that's that oh it's a prankster that sounds that smells like a cover story man and then there's also one in california now yes. yep uh it's but our history is filled with just weird structures just appearing out of nowhere. Like I think there's one in, uh, is it Georgia? It has like weird command type commandments on it. Oh, the post-apocalyptic commandment. Yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 That, uh, that nobody knows a lot about. I mean, I think there is some information about it by now, but see like, for uh, something like that, strange thing. 
for something like that, I could totally see an artist going out of their way, like a Banksy style thing, right? But but now you're talking about different countries and and almost synchronized. Like one comes down, it now we've just discovered this one over here. It's it's that's a little too strange for me, man. Like yeah, that's yeah, how like, signs that's how signs started, man. Remember that's with the right. crop circles? Yes, popping up here and there. Yeah, they were coordinated. Yeah, see, that's the thing because you could say, well, it's a copycat, but they're happening so quick. Uh, you know, as if one will pop up and then another one's there, that it's yeah. really, really strange. Like and it would seems coordinated at the at the least. And we're talking about a monolith, which which yeah. in itself means it's 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 kind of a, a larger structure. You know, uh, if if you ask me, it's going to take hours to get this thing up and set up and take it and get out of there and make sure you brush away footprints, tire tracks, anything you got to get rid of. Um, that takes some time, and and for nobody to notice how any of these have shown up yet. Is, is is strange it definitely is well they're also putting them in in weird areas right where they know lot, uh, where not a lot of people go i don't know where the one in california is i just know that there's one there um yeah i want to believe too as chris points to his x-files poster yeah uh, but it's it's just uh it's just a really weird thing i i <laughs> Like, you know, the skeptic part of me is like, well, it is just people who are doing this. But even if it is just people who are doing this, the fact that they're able to coordinate this on the scale that they have, is pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah, if it's coordinated, that is, uh, that is, is, is pretty incredible. Carter, what do you think? What's going on here, man? It's 2020, bro. I was going to say, are we watching kind of that, that whole cycle come back around 2001 Space Odyssey? Like... We're coming back to the times where uh, the the knowledge was imparted on the chimps. Are they trying to bring us back through our into our next step of evolution? Listen, I'm cool with all that and whatnot, as long as like I don't have to turn into a baby like you know Kirdelia <laughs> at the end, the Star Child or whatever the hell that was. The embryo um, floating in space. Yeah, what the f- was that? Um, anyway, it's Kubrick. It's Kubrick, bro. Ex- yeah, exactly. Anyway, I, uh, um, I, have, a, I have a confession. I, I've never. Obviously, know that that movie, but I've, I've never, I've never seen it. <laughs> Johnny, I have seen Planet of the Apes. That's interesting. Which one? Which all, of, all the of them? Uh, all of them, except for the very last one that came out, and I do want to see it really bad. I heard. Yeah, really I, I haven't seen really any of the new ones. The new but, ones are great. The new you know, ones are really, really good. There's the classic Planet of the Apes, the new Planet of the Apes, and then right in between, there's some bullshit. What's sad is I've even seen so, Battlefield Earth. So. <laughs> <laughs> oof, oof, that one's. Rough. I mean, I've seen it too. So, but yeah, these models. No, I don't so, know what it is, dude. I, if if I, I'm with you, Chris, if people are putting them there, how come nobody's seen it? And and when I read the story that somebody had dismantled it, I thought it was the person that put it there. Yeah, but I it was didn't realize it was like, like vandalizing. Like what you're it, saying, it, it sounds like some park service guys or something came and took it down. No, they were actually they were locals, but they were, that was their mentality. Like, don't come on our land and think you're going to put up an art structure. We're taking it down, and they're not even questioning whether or not it was an art structure, right? Like, but that's even, not even then, the but even then, if that's the case, how would they know a that it would come down in pieces? Because they from the from the the report that I saw, they broke, they it, broke it down and they broke it apart fairly easily and just put it in wheelbarrows. So it wasn't like it was, I mean, I'm sure it was heavy, but it wasn't super and, heavy. And where are those pieces? Push it around. What'd they do with it? Uh, Take it to so the dump? One of the people uh, took a picture of themselves next to it in the, wheel, in the wheelbarrow and put it on Instagram. So, <laughs> 2020 man you got instagram that instead of like taking pictures with the deer you just hunted you're taking pictures with yeah. like broken down pieces of monolith yeah right which is another thing i don't understand now granted i'm not a hunter uh, or anything but i yeah, don't understand yeah. why you want to take a picture of anything you just brutally murdered uh, <laughs> don't <no>. get it <laughs> no thanks um so yeah uh, just to, to kind of uh, if you weren't aware in the movie 2001 a space odyssey johnny it basically follows this kind of idea that there's you know it goes all the, all the way to the beginning the evolution so there's these chimps you know on earth and they come across this structure out of nowhere just shows yes. us and, I, I know of this part uh, okay a lot, yeah there's a lot in this movie that i know of okay so pop culture you know, reference pop culture stuff yeah yeah so that, yeah that's why for me the second i saw these things that's the first thing i thought i thought okay you know, uh, our government has decided to 
admit the fact that they've been studying UFOs, admit the fact that UFOs are things that they don't know what it is. I mean, they're basically getting to the point where it's, it's almost like it's, it's, it's conditioning us, getting us ready for something. For disclosure. Ready and now what's disclosure. happening? All yeah. of a sudden around the world, we're seeing these things pop up. And what does that mean? Like, what the hell does that mean? Let's put some chimps next to it and see what happens. <laughs> War. If they start using tools and whatnot, then, then we got our answer. And then we'll just yeah. fast forward and then we'll, we'll think, yeah, man, we're on a different planet until we see the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> <gasps> they blew it up. <laughs> Open the Those pod bay bastards. doors, Hal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's um, uh, this is something to keep our eyes on, though, guys, because I feel yeah. I have a feeling we might see a few more show up. Did they say they? I know they took down the California one too, right? I feel like I saw something where a yeah, bunch of like, I, that's the one I tagged you in. Something yeah. about oh, that's yeah, something about Jesus is is is, is better than aliens or something, and these guys. So now, <laughs> no, no, check this out. So now we do have an answer to that question. Remember how we always used to talk about when we talked about disclosure, and Johnny knows what I'm talking about too. When we would talk about disclosure, we would always talk about how the government would always be afraid that people were going to panic. And that one of the things that would happen is religious panic. Yeah, yeah. here you Boom. go. Here we go. Boom. Right there. There's your answer. It would totally happen. What happened to the one in Romania? Is it still up? Is it still there? Yes, it is. <laughs> I hang from it at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think this blah, is something to keep our, keep our eyes on. I think we're going to see some, some more interesting things come out of this. But uh, I'm sorry, Romania. I'm sure you, you're all very awesome. And that's Dude, that's where some of our, our, our listeners came from, our growth. <laughs> Good. They're now they're gone. <laughs> now they're gone. Yeah. They're like, peace out, yeah. no more. Yeah, I've ruined everything. I don't even oh. speak English well, so don't feel bad. Uh, awesome. Um, did you guys have any other current creeps? Was, was this our, our current one for the? the I think week? it was our current one. That's one we all wanted to talk about. This is why we need to have yeah. like a like a, a a daily radio show so we can just talk about these current stuff like this. We could be the next Art Bell's guys. Hey, we could do we could do legit online radio live one. By the hour way, every night. Yeah, two hours every by, night. Yeah. By the way, uh, just a side note to to go along with that. Um, heaven's gate documentary there is a whole little part in there about art bell because he's apparently kind of vital to their story oh really yes Interesting. Uh, yes so that's sweet, weird sweet. so we're talking about heaven's gate in in that we watch that documentary obviously they're a cult johnny your yes. uh your topic this week is about a cult a more recent cult a very recent cult in fact uh we'll get into the update because there's an update just a couple weeks ago of uh, the outcome of this said cult, of course, we're talking about Nexium. The Nexium, not the uh, not the stomach medication. <laughs> I take that. A Nexium, which is, by the way, is it just seems so pompous and full of itself, even with how it's spelled. Yes, N X I V M, and it's Nexium. I mean, uh, good lord, it doesn't stand for anything, by the way. Yeah, uh, they just wanted. I guess they just wanted to be as pompous as possible, which. Makes sense when you talk about the head guy here of the whole thing. They've got they've got graphic designers on their team going. Now this this is where you know we have we have feedback from from study groups. This is the logo. This is the spelling that they're going to respond to best. I'll tell you what I I went look. This has come off like a major brag, but I went to uh, a whole year of community college, and. Uh, one of the classes I took, because I was going for illustration, one of the classes I took was topography. And for whatever reason, and I hated that class, but for whatever reason, that was the one that stuck with me the most. <laughs> like I learned the most in it. And that's one of the things that bugs me to this day is if I see people who put up like new logos and stuff, and it's just not really like they just think it looks cool, but you can't read what it is. Like it just, or you can't even tell anything about it. And this is the same thing with Nexium. Like it's, like it's just you just unless you hear somebody pronounce it you don't know how it's pronounced you don't understand it it's just not not that well done but that's kind of a thing with uh, Keith <laughs> Raniere here <laughs> sort of the thing that he does and to tell the story of Nexium we have to start with the story of Keith Raniere all right or Raniere I've heard it pronounced both ways uh, so we'll just call him Keith from here on out um, he was call born Keith Rainy Boy Keith Rainy Boy yeah. Uh, he has a history. I don't know if you guys know this or not. He has a history of uh, kind of fraud type things, but <laughs> we'll get into it. Um, he was born on August 26th in 1960. 
His father was a uh, was an advertiser, and his mother was a dance instructor. But from all uh, all the things that I've seen, his mom uh, had some issues with like alcohol and that type of thing. Uh, so she wasn't always in the best headspace when it comes to his upbringing. Um, around twelve years old, though, uh, he read this book by the very famous author Isaac Asimov, mm. who I've read plenty of books of i remember in uh elementary school he he put out these books about the planets and stuff mm-hmm. um that were you know obviously probably dumbed down because i was a stupid kid but i could read those and understand them and i love those books so uh but uh he had this book that was called the second foundation was the name of this book and it was yeah. a science fiction book uh and basically it's kind of about mind control uh is, is one of the aspects of this book uh it's it is, uh, and by the way, uh, Chris, you, I don't know. This is one of the reasons I'm very excited for you to go through a back catalog as I can't remember how much of Scientology I've talked about. Uh, but you're going to notice a lot of similarities to Scientology when I'm mm. telling a story, despite the fact that, uh, Keith, uh, rainy rain man, uh, claimed to think that Scientology was dumb. Like he would really <laughs> disparage it because they get compared to it all the time. But the, here's a, here's a little secret. He, uh, he studied a lot of Scientology. <laughs> I think we stayed away from Scientology because we didn't want to get sued. We didn't want to get our, our lives destroyed by... Uh, okay, that's enough. I already said too much. Yeah, they're going to come after my Funko Pops. <laughs> <laughs> but this kind of inspired Nexium. This is one of the things that would inspire him to go on to say. But also when he was young, his parents considered him super intelligent and they would make sure that he knew it uh this of course went through his head and he began to think of himself as very superior to others and if you watch any interview with this man he obviously thought this and still thinks this to this day he uh is very aware of how smart he is as i like to say and he is smart i mean you can't get around it for all the things that he did the fact that he got all kinds of people to jump in on stuff that he did at the very least he knew how to uh, talk to people and kind of get what he wanted. Uh, so this kind of this kind of goes through his head. Uh, he thinks he's uh, the one of the smartest men alive, the smartest people alive, and there's nothing you can do to tell him any different. It's like in Tommy Boy, he could sell a ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sorry, uh, but, but no, no. Uh, anytime you can get a Chris Farley reference, I am all for it. There you go. Uh, but they also said that he also, even as young as 13, uh, he had this thing with women. And that is, uh, like, even as young as 13, different girls would call his house or call him, and he would tell each and every one of them just how special they were. <laughs> and that he loved them, like, just them. Oh, man. And this is Good. something at that 13. He, at 13. Come on and, now. Here's another Don't spoiler hate the player, alert. Hate the game. Well, another spoiler <laughs> alert. He, he did the same thing when he was running Nexium. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's fast forward. Let's go to the year 1982. Uh, this is a year before I was born. So, and I'm old. So it tells you how old That's this the year is. I was born. So there you go. Carter is old as dirt. Yep. <laughs> I'm four years old at this time. Yep. See, uh, I, I don't even know how Chris even walks around on his own two legs. Listening to Wham. <laughs> and now people listen to WAP. So. <laughs> oh God! Oh God! Uh, While they flap. Sorry. <laughs> flap, flap. <sighs> and, uh, 1982. Uh, Keith graduates from, and I'm going to mispronounce this. Uh, I'm going to try my best. The Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute. Uh, with a grade point average, take a guess, guys. Remember, this guy is super intelligent. What do you think his grade point average was? Oh, wait, is it a te- it's a tech school? It's a polytechnic institute. Because, like, when you were saying when you were saying how smart he is, I thought you were joking around about you wouldn't be able to pronounce it, and you were going to say like Harvard or like you know an Ivy League school. Well, that would that would mean that I'm a comedic genius, and we all know the answer. To that. <laughs> so, what four Yeah. No. 2.5. Closer there, Carter. Uh, This intelligent human being, the smartest person in the world, had a grade point average of 2.3. 
Oh, uh, that's which is something that I can accomplish. Uh, but now, in fairness, this is—I don't know if it's still considered this today—but this was considered a fairly uh, like the smarty smarts got into this this school. This is a, for you know these were hard classes. All the classes oh, were okay. hard and stuff. In fact, he would brag about taking all these classes, but all these classes that he bragged about taking, he did really poor in and barely passed. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like college. Yeah, basically. Yeah, Yeah, that's college for you. So let's go to his early 20s. This is like a weird story about Keith right here that kind of gets glossed over a little bit uh, because I guess everything else has been so horrible, but this to me is just as horrible. When he's in his 20s, this is according to Wikipedia, by the way. This is not... That's not where I got all my stuff here, but this is where this was found. So take it for what it's worth. Um, he would be accused of having a sexual relationship with not one, but two fifteen-year-olds. Uh, yes, yes, pretty gross. Uh, by pretty gross, I mean very gross, and I feel really bad for them. Uh, but Gina Hutchinson would actually even drop out of school to continue to be with him. So she was head over heels for for him at this point. So this dude already has a track record uh, of like this is his gimmick, yeah is about yeah. taking advantage of women collecting women yep. like at thirteen years old he thinks he's a Casanova and from then on it's like this is a game to him yeah yes yeah basically what sounds like uh, so anyway um, just to the reason I brought her up and I'll tell you here in a second but her story actually ends really uh, tragically she would actually be found shot in two thousand and two it wouldn't oh, live shit. Yeah, so that's actually terrible. Uh, but the reason I even brought her up is the fact that she worked for his company, and this was his biggest company, and it was called Consumers Byline. And Chris, I sent you a clip of this, if you could play it, starting about 12-second mark, uh, and hit it. I'll follow up tonight on Consumers Byline. We first told you about Consumers Byline last May, when the company was accused of being an illegal pyramid scheme that uses unfair sales practices to sign up new members. Tonight, consumer reporter Ursula LaPerry tells us some members of that multi-level direct marketing group now say Consumers Byline is not offering members all that it promised, and they are leaving the company. On Saturday night, more than 200 main Consumers Byline members packed into this Biddeford theater, all looking to meet the man behind the company, President Keith Raniere. But Ranieri did not show up, and some say, as a result, the meeting got nasty. It was pretty exciting, I guess, from, from the point of view of uh, people wanted answers. I think he decided he didn't need the state of Maine. Some former Consumers Byline members say what happened here Saturday night simply confirms something they've been suspecting all along, that the company out of New York just can't handle the thousands and thousands of members it has here in Maine and nationwide. Furthermore, the company cannot address a growing number of questions and complaints. Boom. So there you have it. That's kind of a, the issues that started happening with Consumers Byline. But before it got to that point, it was actually wildly successful. Uh, it even had, uh, you can find these commercials. Uh, he had commercials on television that would play, you know, like those late night commercials, those kind of things. Yeah. Um, but basically, it was a pyramid scheme that promoted discounts on goods like foods and and, and cl- like any kind of good you could buy. Like you, you know, he, they would say we can get you discounts on these kind of things, and it would last him until 1996. And he made a lot of money on this thing. I mean, he he got rich off of it. Uh, Ranieri would actually uh, just end up uh, after this was shut down in 1996 by the government. They came in and said this is a pyramid scheme. Uh, they actually charged him forty grand that he had to pay, and uh, that was his penance for that. He didn't get jail time or anything like that. He just had to pay this fine and shut the company down. So he did this. Uh, but how did he respond? He would literally just go around and start other pyramid schemes. <laughs> so it was pyramid scheme after pyramid scheme. And that's when we're going to get to 1998. And this is where he would find Nexium. He would found the group Nexium. And at the very beginning, they coined themselves as a self-improvement and self-help type company. Yeah. Uh, You you could go here. They would offer different programs that aim to have people experience more joy in their lives is basically their tagline. Uh, So basically, if you had something like you weren't happy uh, and you were trying to figure out why, uh, you know, let's 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 kind of get into this and we can help you. We can help you find your happiness. 
you know, you just have to join us and, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and all this stuff. That's all it takes. It's all uh, about changing your mind. Yeah. Changing the like, way you see the world. It's just like Scientology. You just got to uh, eat, eat differently, but make sure you give us a little bit of money. Yeah. Oh, that's and you'll always, feel happy. That's always key. And you'll be happy. Yes. That is always key. And this is where Nexium, after when it started going, and by the way, it's been around since 1998, and it just now really got shut down. So it lasted for a decent while. Uh, this is where the Nexium would begin to take on characteristics of other known groups, just like I've been talking about Scientology, but it's not the only one. But uh, and this is like it was it would build itself as a self-help type thing. That's kind of what Scientology does. Uh, its leader. Uh, Ranieri would have his followers call him not by his name. He'd have another name. Uh, he would have them call him Vanguard. That was his name that they had to call him. Uh, apparently, he got that from some video game that he liked to play oh, in the God. arcades. <laughs> He's Lord. a giant nerd. He's a giant been, nerd. Let me ask you something. <laughs> if you guys were running your own cult and you had to pick a name for yourself from a video game, what would you call yourself? Lord High Cockmaster, obviously. <laughs> Jesus, not Vanguard. What is that? I was going to say Hubert. <laughs> Man, now I can't. I'm just going to uh, what Carter said. Donkey Kong. See? Yeah. Donkey Kong. Lord that Donkey works Kong. too. I, I'll be honest and just say Diddy Kong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, uh, so. They had to call him Vanguard, and that's what they all referred to him as, as Vanguard. Oh, man. Uh, and, and by the way, I'm only mainly talking about him and this group. Uh, he and this woman, uh, I'm blanking her name. I should have written it down. But um, she's also very vital to this. Uh, she's the one that helped him start it, too. So, Oh, um, yeah. I saw she mainly, was on trial big time. She was yes. an actress, right? She was an actress. I can't uh, remember we'll, what show. We'll get to her. We'll get to oh, her. Oh, this is different. This is another person. There's like a, three, like a three-headed snake, I guess, best way you want to say it, for this company. Idora. Yeah, or whatever you want to call this. Uh, and they would also, and we'll get to what you just said, Chris, they would try to bring in celebrities to this group. Because that is what other groups do too. Scientology, of course, has done the same thing. Uh, they have Tom Cruise and, and you know, John Travolta and, and many others. But we're not talking bad about Scientology. But we're right not now. talking bad. I mean, whatever. I mean, whatever floats your boat there. Except um, they're wackos, but yeah, I didn't say that. <laughs> uh, but uh, so they would try to bring in celebrities. And uh they landed one they landed one who fell uh hook line and sinker and her name is allison mack mm-hmm. and she is known for smallville which mm-hmm. is a show that i loved yeah. when it was on i've seen every episode love smallville and i thought she was awesome on that show she pretty much played clark kent's best friend and uh, she was really good on it um and uh she would become vital for recruitment for Nexium, basically. And uh, basically, she got to a point where she would follow uh, Ranieri anywhere. And Chris, let's play the Allison Mack video. Oh, I didn't realize this was actually Allison Mack. I didn't, I, I saw you sent it, but I didn't, I didn't realize it. Let's hear what she has to say. When I first came to ESP, I had on the surface something that seemed to be like the perfect life for a pretty good life like superficially materialistically I was very successful I had the job I had the dog I had the car I had the boyfriend I had the blah 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 blah, the clothes everything that I thought I needed in order to be okay and yet I couldn't stand to be with my family for more than two hours at a time and the idea of being honest with even my best friend was something that was so far outside the realm of possibility that I just kind of thought you always lived your life inauthentically Um, and when I came to ESP and I started to do the work in the Coles Lab, do the work in the classes, I started to transform in a way that I never expected. Like, I literally didn't know that you could spend time with someone and not be nervous. I literally didn't know that it was possible to have a a week with your family where you didn't feel like leaving. (laughs) I just thought that that wasn't really possible. I thought it happened in the movies. And now that's my life. That's my reality. I have an experience of my family that is nothing but joy. And it's, it's astounding. Interesting. This was, was this part of her, so ESP stands for Executive Success Program. Was it's, this part of her like uh, uh, recruiting video? Yes. Uh, ESP is basically just another program of Nexium. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nexium had a lot of little programs that branched off from it. And we're about to talk about the one that brought them down too. Uh, but that she's also very vital to, by the way. Mm. Um, 
but yeah, she's a big time recruitment. Uh, I mean, you had this very, especially in the two thousands, she's a big star. I mean, Smallville was a huge show at one point. It's a big hit and she was a part of it. So uh, the fact that you can flaunt her out and say, Hey, she's a part of this group. We're saying that was a, that was a big up. deal. Yeah. Especially since if you would notice and pay attention, Ranieri, while they did recruit men, there was men that were a part of the group, uh, but they put an emphasis on on on, on women. Uh, they really wanted to get women in there, and and we'll get to why. <laughs> Mr. Casanova. Uh, yeah, Mr. Casanova himself. Uh, and actually, there's a if you watch The Vow, which I'll also talk about, but that's the HBO uh, the HBO Max documentary series. If you watch The Vow. Um, they actually show this video of when Allison Mack first meets Ranieri, and she's at the very beginning. She's just enthralled by him, pretty much. Like she's telling him everything, uh, and you know, it's to me. And obviously, I don't know. I never met her or anything like that. It just seems like she already had a lot of issues going in, and he was definitely able to tell that and take advantage of it. Oh yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, that's what they do. They they notice that that's the issue, and they exploit it immediately, yeah. and then manipulate the way you react based on how they treat you. Yeah, but now she would go on to be accused and is more than likely guilty of some pretty heinous stuff. Uh, and I don't want to excuse her for for those things, but you know, I just try to understand, and I kind of think she was uh, not only at fault but also victim at the same time. She's probably both. Yeah. Uh, all right, so. Uh, at one point, Nexium would actually have many rich and influential people be a part of it, not just Allison Mack. They had many people who had a lot of money, uh, especially a lot of rich people's kids were get, would get into this. Uh, like a lot, He had a big following in Mexico, which will come back here in this story soon. A lot of like really influential uh, people's kids in Mexico were a part of Nexium. Hmm. Uh, so he pretty much thought he, had, you know, he could do whatever he wanted to. I'm, I'm getting freaked up by my cat here. I don't know what she's about to do. I'm sorry. She wants you to join her Nexium cult. Yeah, she does. <laughs> uh, I'm afraid she's about to jump over here. So if something That's happens, amazing. if you a listeners hear something, it's a, a cat trying to take over. Trying to take Johnny out. <laughs> yes. She's just tired of tired of my uh, everything problem. Uh, so uh, at one point, Nexium would have many rich, influential people, like I said. Uh, however, it was also during this time as Nexium was growing and growing. Uh, they would lose some members every once in a while, but you didn't really hear about it. And that is until uh, some things about the cult would start coming out. Uh, they would have like a pretty high profile person leave the group and she would start spilling some beans on stuff. Um, here's a thing you'd have to do if you joined the group. You would have to give uh, collateral is what they called it. And what collateral is, it's pretty much a confession of something you had done or even down to like it could be something as intimate as like uh, nude photos of yourself. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. You basically give up these things so that if you leave, you're not allowed to talk about them because if yeah. you do, they'll release this information. By the way, Scientology does the same thing. It's called bribery. Bribery is what yeah. it's called. Scientology does the same thing. It's not with nude photos, but it's with uh, when you come in to talk to them. You your deepest stuff. darkest. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the same thing here. Um, if you left the group, you were kind of cut off from all your friends. They just wouldn't talk to you anymore. And that's another big part mm -hmm. of cults and stuff. Um, if you criticize them, uh, they wouldn't hesitate to threaten legal action. Suppression. Yeah, they would come after you pretty hardcore legal, illegally. Scientology. Yes. <laughs> so that's when we're going to move to a group called DOS. D-O-S stands for Dominus Obsequious Sororium, I pronounced that perfectly, beautifully. Don't and, look it up. And orgasmically. Uh, this is a part of Nexium, and this is the group that would actually be uh, Nexium's downfall. Uh, DOS was a secret sisterhood, is how they built themselves. In Nexium, it was all women. No men mm -hmm. could be involved in this. It was all women. Uh, there would be masters and slaves is what they would call themselves. Uh, one woman would be the master and she would, and then she would have quote unquote slaves who would have to be in contact with their master constantly. And literally it would have to tell the master everything. And they were even getting down to where they had to like, can they eat this thing or not? Like they would have like, something in front of, Hey, can I have this uh, salad? Like, yes or no. And then that's how controlled they were during this. Cause they were also, uh, 
reportedly they had to stay under a certain weight because uh, that was Keith Raniere's preference. Yeah. Wasn't um, his thing also that it was all blondes? Was that the thing? There was something about like the way they looked. It was all very similar. But they weren't all blondes in the group, okay. though. Um, I, it's, I know, there was a lot of attractive women in there, though. Uh, quite a few. Um, and this is also, this, they really took collateral in this group very seriously. This is the one where you had to take uh, nude uh, pictures of yourself and send those, and Ranieri would get to see them, of course. Uh, and this is the big thing, though. You would get branded. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, with a symbol above uh, your private area. And at first, I remember one of the interviews I saw at first, uh, this, this woman couldn't, didn't really understand what it was. It was, oh, like I it was know, painful. Yeah. But then when she really started looking at it and studying it, it's literally His a combination of Ranieri and Allison Mack's initials. Yeah. So it's their initials put together to make this symbol is all it is. Which um, is so just like, now you're the property of, that was the idea. Yes. Like you're the, like your cattle, you're the property of them. Yes. However, um, there's only so long you can hide something like that. I mean, a lot of these women were actually married or were in relationships with, with, with other people. So at some point you're going to see this and the word started going around about this, that this was happening. And members would begin to leave the group because of this. Um, you can actually watch on the vow. They really cover this very well, um, this, this thing that happens here. And this is what lead to articles coming out about this. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is, I mean, Nexium had some articles come out about it before, but nothing to this level. Because uh, this was like another level of something. Like you're actually doing physical, you're physically putting something on people that, Branding, they, yeah. Yeah, that they can't get rid of. Um, and there was actually a very famous 2020 episode on this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I that one. Yeah, and, and then this is also when HBO began production of The Vow was there this time, too. Uh, and that's why it's really fascinating to watch The Vow because it, it literally follows um, this this group of people who had left, uh, left the cult, and they're really trying to push for uh, some sort of uh, police involvement with it because they felt something criminal was being done. Mm. And we should be glad that they did because they were very successful, as we all know. I'm thinking uh, about I'm thinking about starting a thing with the creepers where they have to get branded to be a part of the club. I'm going to say that's on you, <laughs> and I'm gonna it's gonna be CC for Creeper Club. Definitely oh, not yeah. Chris Chavez. It's definitely Creeper Club. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, I just want them to blindly follow me no matter what I say, <laughs> <laughs> and just agree with every dumb thing. That comes Except the thing is, mouth. is is this cult's not going to do anything destructive whatsoever? It's just all about. Being Except for the branding, this. yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. yeah. <laughs> My branding is going to be like a, one of those temporary tattoos. <laughs> the ones that you all you have to do is lick it yeah. and just stick it to your arm. Like we get them all out of those uh, fruit striped gum. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to look into getting temporary tattoos made up for history creeps. That'd be kind of fun. That would be fun. Send those like out that. to creepers. All right. Anyway, back to Nexium. But Ranieri knew at this time that uh, things weren't looking so great. And just like a lot of cults before them, uh, one of them, you know, being we we talked one of the first episodes that we covered was the Jonestown cult. They left to Jonestown once the story got out about uh, mm-hmm. People's Temple. So Ranieri kind of sort of did the same thing. He hightailed it to Mexico. Hmm. So off to Mexico he goes because he had a lot of influence there. Uh, however, unbeknownst to him, uh, Mexico would work with the USA and <laughs> he would be arrested. Uh, he was uh, arrested in 2018 for sex trafficking, uh, sex trafficking conspiracy. Wow. And, and conspiracy to commit a uh, commit forced labor. And he wasn't the only one arrested. The other lady, who I really wish I should have looked up her name, I feel very ignorant about that, but also Allison Max. So three people were arrested for this. Um, and there's been an update. The update, of course, is that in late October of this year, I know a lot of credit stuff has happened in 2020. But on a positive note, uh, Ranieri was sentenced this year to 120 years in prison. Good. But wow. They, but, they, but they can't shut him up. <laughs> That's the sad thing. Uh, he still just constantly gets his voice out. 
uh, I think I even heard somewhere he's going to start a podcast or something. I don't know how that works. Stop, dude. Do do I is is it wrong to offer him a spot on the network? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but are you serious? Come on, man. There's or people who just no. shouldn't have that kind of access, man. They really shouldn't. Yeah. Like if Hitler had not died and he had been thrown into prison, and let's just say podcasts came or even radio shows, right? Would you have allowed him to have his own radio show? No. No. Like what? What, no. is, the, what is this I thing mean, where you allow this dude to have a podcast? Get out of here with that! I don't know if it's a podcast. It was some sort of like way he could get his voice out. I do remember yeah. that. How about we um, just remove his vocal cords? Yes. There we go. <laughs> but uh, so that's the story of next next him right now. I believe uh, I can't remember where, if Allison Mack took like a plea deal or something like that. I feel like she she got I mean she got sentenced didn't she I'll look it up but I'm I know I know at one point she was under house arrest with her parents I remember that because uh, she had a she had a high bail that she was obviously able to reach um, yeah, you can look up that update real quick Chris yeah I also saw that this whole thing started like this little business thing that they were doing was just outside of Albany New York I did not know yes. that. Yes, up in your how far is that from you? That's up in your. It's a few hours away. Yeah, it's about four hours or five hours away. Criminal prosecution. Let's see. She was reported to have been recruiting with them. Um, former member Sarah Edmondson stated that uh, the special on cults. Blah blah blah. She was arrested in Brooklyn on charges. According to the prosecutor, she recruited women. She was released on five million dollars bond and held under house arrest in two thousand eighteen under the custody of her parents. She was charged with the recruiting women into DOS and the vow, a sex cult propagated by Nexium that presented itself as a women's self-help group. Uh, March, 2019, it was revealed in court that she and other defendants were in active plea negotiations. She pleaded guilty to racketeering conspiracy and charges and was scheduled for sentencing in September of 2019. That was postponed. And that's it. That's all that's going on with her. So it's been postponed. Okay. Yeah, she's just waiting. Uh, I'm sure the pandemic probably has a lot to do with that now, right now with them getting yeah. to it. Um, but uh, there's a lot of stuff in here. Uh, if you look into it deep enough, there's a lot of uh, uh, terrible sexual things that are going on. Apparently, there's a lot of uh, accusations of uh, they were grooming some of these women to to be for sex for Keith Raniere, basically. Yeah. That type of deal. Um, so... Uh, he was he was a, a terrible, gross monster, if you ask me. Uh, I'm glad he's in jail. It's the perfect place for him. Uh, but, I mean, that just tells you, though, even if even if you don't think his guy was as smart as he thought he was, he was very, very good at, like, I think a lot of your cult leaders are like this. They can sense a weakness in somebody, and they know mm -hmm. how to take that weakness and, mm -hmm. uh, and exploit, exploit it. it for them. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy too because when I was watching the beginning of that Heaven's Gate documentary, out and and, and the the title of that documentary is actually the Cult of All Cults, right? Like right. this is the yep. big one. And I just remember thinking to myself, like you typically don't know much about cults until it's after the fact because you you might right. see little articles here and there that people are worried about family members happening into something, but it's not until something big happens that you're like, oh, this existed. And and at, at first I was thinking like what's the big cult right now? Like, was there a big one that's happening right now that we may not be aware of? Uh, but Nexium was one. I mean, this was one that just kind of popped up in the most recent time, but it's crazy, right? Like who knows, unless you're really paying attention to that kind of thing and looking at headlines, it's like, this, there's probably one that's going on right now. We won't know about oh, for there are. five years till something big happens. I forgot what the number is, but like, there's so many cults that are going on right now that we just, just aren't public. Uh, I, I think, I mean, the only reason, in my opinion, that Scientology gets all the public does is because it had so many famous people yeah. in it. Uh, and that was and the of, practices, dude. They're just the kind of nefarious practices that just kind of brought it to the forefront of, of yeah. And then thank South Park too. South Park really made it a oh, big yeah. deal to, oh, to kind of inform South people <laughs> about <laughs> yes. the whole gimmick there. But yeah, uh, it's interesting. Just, cults are very yeah. fascinating, especially with they the are. people that that start them, right? Because they're they're not typically they're not typically like sociopaths or people who are, would turn you off. These are charismatic people. These are people who are very smart and know what to do and say, you know what I mean? And in some cases, I don't think so in this case, but in some cases uh, they start out meaning well, 
Yeah. Uh, Usually it's about bettering yourself and trying to elevate to some new sort of consciousness. Uh, I mean, even People's Temple started out as a good thing. It actually started out as a very accepting thing. I mean, this was during a time where there's segregation was a huge thing and they said no to that. Yeah. Uh, So there were a lot of, so it did a lot of positive things at the beginning and then obviously it did terribly tragically uh, when uh, the, you know, when Jim Jones was, it was obvious he was mentally ill and doing drugs and stuff. Uh, But you know, it's Keith Raniere, I feel was, just high on his own self. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he thought he was above everything. Uh, you can listen to it, especially. The Do you blame really his parents, dude? Do you blame the parents in this regard? Because like at the beginning, it was saying how the parents would like literally make him feel like he was a God as a kid. Like he could do no wrong. And then he's getting to a I, point where he's 13 years old, just getting all these phone calls from girls and just like, like nobody straightened him out. It was like, you can't treat people this way. You can't manipulate people. All right. So it's hard for me to say, cause I don't have any children. Uh, but you know, I kind of feel that some people, and you don't know this, especially when they're growing in, are more affected by things like that than others. I think some kids need that encouragement because uh, maybe they have a low self-esteem or something. They really need that pumping up. Uh, but some, because honestly, my parents were always telling me, you know, how smart I am, and I think I'm a giant doofus. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but and, uh, it didn't go to my head hardly at all. Uh, but it's so it just depends on the person i think uh it depends on what wires are going on up in there in the brain i feel and believe um you know it's uh, and a lot of your cult leaders like they have tragic backgrounds right uh you know i keep jim jones is the one that i'm just very familiar with so he's the one i keep bringing up but uh, like uh, him and his dad you know he, he never after he had a falling out he never talked to him again that type of deal yeah. uh you know obviously uh you know uh, Manson had a, you know, like his mom tried to sell him for beer or whatever that yeah. famous story is. So, you know, all of them, you know, and a lot of your serial killers too, just have tragic backgrounds and such a lot of the times. Uh, but some of them are just, you know, uh, sociopaths or maybe they're just full of themselves. That's kind of where I think Keith Raniere is, is here. Um, he was so smart that he, he just knew how to get what he wanted from anybody. I feel. Carter, as a parent, do you ever think about that? Like with your child, like, like, oh, man, oh yeah, I gotta be careful. I don't want to, I don't want to make her a, a, a serial killer here. <laughs> oh yeah, point. man. Yeah, absolutely. You worry about that for sure. It's, and it's hard, it's hard to like not focus on that too much, you know, mm-hmm. and just try to be a good parent and hope that, cause Johnny's right, man. It's, it's, uh, it's twofold, it's like, right? It's parents, but it's also the wiring exactly exactly like you know when you when you got bullied in high school you know mm-hmm. it's like 16 17 18 year old kids you know mm-hmm. like they're old enough to know better mm-hmm. that's why not everybody bullies right because some of them know better than that it's the same it's the same kind of deal you know uh, not every kid is gonna what like it, it almost sounds like uh we're talking about a perfect storm mm-hmm. you know a, a kid who's susceptible to that with parents that maybe overpraise. And then he's a know, good looking is, kid. So then you've got all these girls that are fawning over him. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I think you're right. And, I think and, we had a perfect storm here. And it sounds like he learned easily learned early how to easily manipulate people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He, and it was a, uh, if you want to call it a gift, it was a gift he had that he could do that. Yeah. Uh, it's, and also, and I could be very wrong. He just on this. didn't use his powers for good. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, and also I've always felt that there comes a time in any kid's life where uh, they're learning about, you know, competition and stuff and they're not good at losing yet. Mm-hmm. And I can always kind of tell how a kid's going to be when they figure out about losing, like how do they act when they lose uh, do they throw a ten- do they keep throwing a tantrum or do they eventually learn, you know, it's okay. I lost. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it's exactly. not a big deal. I'll just try exactly. again next time and try harder. Exactly. Uh, but I got a feeling that's not how Keith Raniere was. No. Uh, if he lost, he just threw a tantrum and, or changed the rules, you know, yeah. Type of things. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Man, that was a good one. Good one, Johnny. Nice. Uh, yeah, I knew I wrote, some I of this, it. I wrote those notes by hand. <laughs> Ooh, that's the best. That's how, that's knew, how old I am. <laughs> I, I knew some of it uh, from headlines recently and having read a little bit into it, but not, not as deep as, as, as that. So, uh, 
Yeah, Creepers, definitely check it out. You know, that story's out there. It's still kind of uh, happening as we saw some of the stuff's postponed. So we're going to hear things coming up. Um, yeah. uh, What's the Val if you're still interested? It has a lot of good stuff. I think it got renewed for a second season, too. Yep, yep. Sweet. Um, all right, well, guys, I think we're good, right? It's about time to start shutting down that Creeper Clubhouse. You guys have anything to say or promote? Uh, Carter, is that story too early to start promoting yet, man? Uh, a little too early, yeah. Okay, we're not going to say anything then. Unless you follow him on social, you're not going to know what we're talking about. Johnny, you got anything to promote? Uh, just uh, my Instagram, Johnnyism28. Uh, check out my art on there if you want to get some art for Christmas or as a gift for Hanukkah or whatever. Or you just want to get people uh, some goofy art that I've drawn. Uh, contact me. Get it, get it, get it. And as always, guys, uh, make sure you go over to the website, BICBP-radio.com. Check out all the other shows that we have on our network. A lot of really uh, creative um, content creators out there. So go go check it out. Super, super talented. Make sure if you find a new show, go follow their social medias. Give them all of the ratings on Apple and Spotify and whatever other podcast apps you use. Um, and keep an eye out. We've got, we finally, finally are able to say we've got the announcement coming here in December. So within the next week or so, uh, you got some fun stuff coming from the crew here at History Creeps. Other than that, let's lock those doors. Let's turn out the lights. Yes, uh, and before Chris says, I just want the people to know, because I know they're all worried about me. Uh, The McRib has been out for three days of this recording, and I've had two of them. (laughs) Uh, I, (laughs) I need help. So let's lock the door. Let's head out and get ourselves a McRib. But as always, stay creepy.